What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing episode three of the Moon Knight series. And we are in Cairo. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Egypt. Egypt. I don't know if we want to say yay because apparently, like, literally at the top of the episode, they figured out where Ahmet is. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I mean, it's good I mean, for good. Harrow, obviously, but... No, well, harm, man, he, no harm ever come from following a bug. No way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lie. he had the bug, so we, we knew he was going to figure out where she was, where she was anyway, so... But, I mean... I, I mean, it's to now. It's to, it's a classic. It's just like the mummy because it's a it's a race to the tomb to find whoever we're trying to find. Yeah, before yeah. it's too late. Now yeah. we're in the mummy section of the show. Exactly, um, yeah. we've been in the mummy section of the show <laughs> since the first episode. Yeah, but Even it really he... felt like a mummy episode. In this episode, <laughs> I'm sitting there I going, mean... "Am I watching the mummy?" <laughs> I mean, even though they started in the passport forgery section of the mummy, I don't know how. Like, so, question: the woman who was forging the passport for Layla is that someone important? Like, I I don't think it was her mother, but it seemed like somebody who was either close to her father, or you know, close to Layla. Like, is that someone important? Based on what you know was, from the comics, I honestly don't know from the comics. It just kind of seemed like. It's either her mother or like his sister. Like I'm thinking, like maybe her, her aunt, aunt or, or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's not Marlene. It's definitely not Marlene because she was too old. Okay. Because I was like, I'm not getting mama vibes, but I am getting like very close relative. You know, some kind of relation. Like the person is very close to her, and obviously knew her father a great deal. So I was just kind of like, okay what's this okay but anyway um let's move on first of all let me just say this now i know he hasn't been referenced in this show yet but damn it jake is in this show oh yeah he, he is in this show. show oh yeah yes. i yeah, mean there's stabbing about, people yeah i mean we talked about that possibility in the last episode but in this episode especially the blackouts first of all uh you can kind of see uh, Steven is kind of, I feel like he's getting stronger because now he's starting to affect Mark, like, mm-hmm. you know, taking Mark kind of out of that control zone. But when, you know, there are a couple of times in this episode where they wake up from the blackout and of course they're covered in blood and this, that, and the other, uh, at one point there were a couple of guys killed and Steven or Mark is like, Steven, what did you do? And Steven is like, I didn't do that. Or is vice versa. Mark, what did you do? Mark, don't do this. I didn't do this. So I was like, nah, there's a third person showing up there that neither one of them are aware of. It's got to be. Yeah. Especially like the first, after the first time he blacked out and he was in a cab going to the airport and then he saw them and they were like, oh, shit, but dude, we already told you get away from us. Like they were scared as, they were scared as shit. Like right. it's just like they they got they got past them living one time and they didn't think they were going to get past them living again. So it's like then he blacked out again and they see you know he's holding a shiny knife in somebody's gut and it's like, bruh. Right. I still think the person we saw at the end of the last episode when he woke up in Cairo, I think that was Jacob or Jake. Could be. I think drinking the vodka or whatever. Well, here's the thing, because I think maybe it started out 
being Jake. And then I think when we when we got to him and he got up and he opened up the windows, I think maybe that was Mark at that point because Mark was probably trying to figure out how the hell did I get here? So I think we were seeing Mark, but I think Jake was who got them there or, you know, the first, the one who was there when they first got to Cairo. I, I think that whole scene was Jake, but, you know, that's, that's I mean, actually... I think- that's neither here nor there. I mean, definitely Steve. I mean, Stephen was definitely in the broken mirror, like mm-hmm. looking like I hate this shit. Like, why yeah. am I here? I don't want to be here. And then I, I mean, that really didn't. The body language, I tend to agree with Anthony. Like he was sitting there holding a bottle of bourbon or tequila or something, like sitting on the floor, and like he he really didn't give off like Mark vibes to me. So it very well could could have been. Well, see, that's the thing that that was the thing that made me think twice about it, because, yes, he's sitting on the floor. He's got the bottle of alcohol and you do see where the room is kind of a mess. But I feel like when we look at that scene and he's looking, he looks over into the mirror and he sees Stephen. If that was someone other than Mark, like somebody behaving in an unmark like way, I feel like Stephen would have said something like, what are you doing? Or what did you do or something like that? And it wasn't that it's almost like Mark was also waking up and Steven was kind of already there. So I feel like when, you know, I think at this point, Jake is so powerful that when he is in control of the body, the other two have no memory at all of him because they aren't fully aware of him yet, or they aren't aware of him yet. With Mark and Steven, it's a little bit different because they know that each other exists and they've started to interact. So that's why I looked at it and I was like, okay, like, I feel like maybe it started out being Jake and then it, and then it was Mark and Mark, you know, he goes to the window, he opens up like, how are we here? I I, I don't know. I think he was just, he was just opening the window, but if if that was Steven looking at him, Steven already thinks Mark is degenerate. So if Jake, Jake looks like a degenerate, he wasn't talking to him anyway after the argument they had. So, you know, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have assumed it was anyone other than Mark because yeah. that's the only other person he knows is there. Yeah. So who do you mind? Look at this motherfucker. He's, he's passed out getting drunk. I mean, like, you know, he would just assume that that's Mark. Yeah. I just well, say, I, 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 I'm like, um, Mike, he's not giving off. He's not giving off Mark vibes. Like I think Mark would have had a little bit more urgency in in what he was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he like like trying to make sure that 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 this doesn't happen, as opposed to just you know just kind of chilling out, drinking, and like looking admiring the view. He'd be out there like like he was in the in the next scene where he's chasing people on rooftops, like he's doing parkour, and it's like, yeah. Like, like, it seems like Jake would have, like, a supreme confidence. Like, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. So he has no sense of urgency. Mm. That's how confident he is. Confident well, he is. well let's see. Mark, on the other hand, Mark is like, we need to get this shit done. Yeah. Well, there's there, there's been speculation that we've, 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 we've been watching Jake all along. And I agree with everything you said, because I think that it, while we haven't seen a present third personality, we've seen behavior that isn't indicative of either mark or uh steven so Mm -hmm. yeah 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 definitely but um you know when he's when he's first of all oscar isaac has to be in great shape because the like you said the way he's jumping off these buildings and like running and 
and and just kind of yeah you gotta have some physical stamina for that because I was tired just looking at that and then the fight scenes of course he's sitting there fighting and this is the other thing with Mark and why I also feel like we've been seeing Jake because even when he's in this fight with these guys he's he's kind of he's not pulling his punches but he's not going for the obvious kill you know what I'm saying that's kind of like that's what we've been seeing through the first two episodes it's kind of like anytime we quote unquote see Mark people are always dead and and Steven's looking surprised but we see Mark fully in control in this episode at at some points and he's not trying to kill anybody. He's he's literally just trying to get the information he needs to get. He's defending himself when he needs to. And even when he's faced with this young guy who is obviously trying to kill him, but he's a young guy, he's like, yeah, I, I'm just going to treat you like a kid over here and just spank you a couple of times and put you put you to the side. So it's kind of like, yeah, I think it's obvious at this point that we are dealing with a third person that you know, they just have not told us we are dealing with yet, you know, because nothing about Mark in this instance or in this episode to me says killer, you know, it just, it doesn't, but. No, um, Mark, Mark, Mark's definitely not a killer. He's more, he's more of an adventurer of sorts. He's more like Indiana Jones than anything else to me. It's like, he's not, He's not someone actively looking for a fight. He's, if anything, he kind of looks to avoid it if possible. Mm-hmm. Like not as much as not as much as Steven does, because Steven kind of doesn't want Steven wants no parts of anybody unless he's, you know, unless he's, you know, imitating Muhammad Ali in a white suit. But other than that, he's like, nah, we're not, I don't want, I don't want no smoke with anybody. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mark's a mercenary. How is that not opposed to killing anybody? Well, I mean, he he's not act. I mean, I'm saying he's he's not he's not bloodlusted. I mean, he'll. I mean, if he has to defend himself, yeah, of course he's gonna kill somebody because he's been in the army and everything else. So yes, he knows how to kill and he'll kill himself to defend himself. But it's not like he takes a particular. He he it doesn't he doesn't like to do it. I don't he, think that's his priority. Yeah, it's his like, it's his last well, okay. last. Okay, okay yeah, I I associate mercenary. I, I I associate being a mercenary with, with being able to kill at the drop of a hat. That's but that's just I me. mean if he if he has to, yeah. Yeah, like, but okay. All right, I see your point. But I yeah. mean, even even on the rooftop when he's when he comes in front of the, the guys, he's sitting there joking the whole time. He's like, Oh, you killed that guy? I needed to talk to him. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to talk to you. And then when the guy starts flicking the knife and start doing this, he was like, What? What oh are we dancing? <laughs> are we fighting? What are we gonna do? So oh yeah, when he when he licked the knife and he punched him in the face, I was like, oh, I was like, thank you. Like, don't let him like sit there and try to intimidate you by getting a getting a paper cutter on his tongue. Just punch the motherfucker in the face. Right. Like, that was awesome. I was like, thank you. Like that was that was that was ultra realistic. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and watch you, you know, make out with cutlery. We're gonna we're like I'm here wait, to wait, fight and find out shit. Wasn't wasn't Rick a mercenary in the mummy? He wasn't bloodlusted either. Um, was he a mercenary? Was he considered yeah, a mercenary? He was a mercenary. He was an expatriate who stayed in Egypt. Anthony, I am not. I am. I am <laughs> not going to go back Why and not? watch the Mummy. Okay. Why not? Because I was traumatized the first time I watched it. You know what, Laurie? I'm about to kick <laughs> you off this show. 
<laughs> we, will not, we will not have that blasphemy against the mummy. Do you hear me? Absolutely not. Yes, no, not, not on this show. Not on this <laughs> That is a movie that I will watch. Like if you told me you have to pick one movie and watch it back to back, 24 hours, no break. I'm putting on the mummy. I'm just going to, it's just, it's just that hilarious. And it's just that, like, have you guys seen the meme? And it's like, um, it's like the mummy has the sexiest cast ever. It doesn't matter whether you're straight, whether you're gay. It's like, either way, you're going to be lusting after these characters. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty accurate. Well, the backstory is when I was a child, again, Mike's going to say, I'm not surprised. I was obsessed with archaeology and Egyptology and mummies. So I scared myself so bad. And those old black and white mummy films. So when the mummy came out, I was terrified to watch it because I'm freaking myself out. So, you know, like I'm not sixth surprised. Grade reading how to do mummification to scare myself. You silly. need to do yourself a favor and go back and watch it now and just enjoy it. There is nothing more glorious than watching this movie. It's amazing. It's so much fun. It's like, yeah, you have to go back and re- look, don't make me make right. that my birthday. <laughs> my uh, birthday. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I will watch it. I thought but I, I will, thought and, about it. But in my defense, the, the third one when they did the Chinese Wait, one, now we, that we do not that speak, was we do not speak of that movie. Thank you. Thank you. We do that not speak of that movie. Talk about Absolutely Jet not. No, that movie no, falls no. that movie falls like in the same hemisphere as uh The Last Airbender and Dragon. Oh, oh my god. In the, in the, in the Kingdom movies. of the Crystal Skull. I, I, you know, yeah. you know, Christmas Skull was okay, about. but I, I it wasn't. We don't it wasn't. It wasn't oh, good. No, it was no, I. No. See, see, there's my line. The, the refrigerator. It's not, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I grew up with Dragon I actually caught a little bit of Dragon Ball Evolution, and I was just it ruined the rest of my day. I was like, oh, okay, God damn it! We showed it. I think so watching that movie, I was. I mean, like, I, like, no, I, I was. A, I was a captive audience in that movie. They showed it on the flight sorry. from Atlanta to uh, Vegas. I would. I would. I would have jumped. Oh, I'm so. Sorry. I would have jumped. Like, nah. I'm so I'm, sorry. Okay. Or a parachute. Like, nah, 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 I'm out. <laughs> a white Goku. I'm sorry. I'm so no. Sorry. No. No. We're Absolutely not supposed to talk not. about this movie. That's we're not, not what we're doing. No. We're not. No, we're not. We're gonna go back to yeah. Moon Knight because no, we can see her talking about how horrible those well, movies I, were all day well, long. And yeah, no. Well, I, I have a I have a question. Okay. I, I have it on like I like, I know everyone else does. My question is is that when when uh he finds his way into the the area with all the different gods and Hathor's uh person. Uh, comes up I understood what she was saying about just let it take you over but what I didn't get is that everyone else had sort of a normal voice when they were talking in their god mode how come his god mode sound like he was going through puberty I mean probably because that was the first time and, and the other uh, ones have probably been serving as avatars for right. a long time so they they, they right. probably found a way to kind of fuse with their um with their right. gods in a, in a better yeah. way but if yeah. this is the first time especially if you're not aware of what the sensation is going to be and all that then yeah, yeah it would sound his, instinct, weird. His, his instinct is to fight it was sort of, it was fight really that control anyway and doggone it oscar mm-hmm. isaac is, i mean if he has to do another doggone voice like he just he is killing all i'm like he sounded just like Khonshu. I was like, I, 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 I had, I had yes. half a mind that they were dubbing yes. him in. 
that they were dubbing uh, F. Murray Abraham in. I think they but probably like, were. Uh, but see, I wouldn't. But see, this is how good of an actor he's good job of acting he's doing in here. Is like I wouldn't put it past Oscar Isaac to be imitating his voice that well. Yeah. Well, and, and don't forget when they do the scenes with him when he's looking at himself in the water and in the mirror. That's actually his twin brother that's doing that part. Yeah, his twin brother is his is his. They put double. his twin brother in that as which the which will explain a lot of yeah. stuff coming yeah. up later. Yes, like you look at it and you're like, oh, right, yeah, that shit's smart. Yeah. Okay. So it's like every yeah yeah it, it was yeah it was, it was very smart the way they did that. Mike, you just did that, and I thought about that meme. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that was, yeah that was really good good casting. But yeah, it's just Oscar Isaac. If he doesn't get nominated for something and win something, like it's a, I I just give up. It's like what what else do you want him to do at this point? He needs to because, like I said from the first episode, this is a masterclass on screen. Like. We are watching this every week. This is a masterclass. This, like, he is phenomenal in this role. Phenomenal. But anyway, Mark and Stephen going going back and forth, uh, um, arguing with each other. I think that's funniest to me because they're like, first of all, they're trying to figure out who the hell is killing everybody. <laughs> you know, they're like, I didn't do this. You did this. No, I didn't do this. You need to stop listening to that stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Kasha, I, you know, every time I look at this, like I have it in the background, the, the kid just kind of cut his tie and went over the cliff and I'm looking at Kasha and I'm like, I know, like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand anything when it comes to um, graphics and CGI and that stuff. That's just not my wheelhouse, but I'm looking at Kanshu and I'm like, how do they do this? Because he looks like he's a real being and his head is floating away from his body, but he still looks real. I don't understand how they do that. He looks Disney like a real freaking person. Disney pays somebody a lot of money to be able to do that. <laughs> they do. They have to. Well, it, yeah. it's money well earned because good grief. But I know that's got to be funny trying to uh, act against that because I know that that's not actually what he's talking to. But um, yeah, so anyway, Kanshu is, you know, he's basically trying to lay it down to Mark that, look, this is what we're supposed to do. You said he wouldn't get involved and we need to get to the tomb before Harrow releases admin. We need to go talk to the guys and let them know. And Mark is like, how are we supposed to do that? Kanshu's like, well, I have an idea. And he causes an eclipse. And apparently this is something of, of course, he's, he's causing an eclipse during a time when none is supposed to be there. So he's like, yeah, I'm sending the guys a message. Like you sending them a message the whole world got to watch. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. But again, Harrow is like, yeah, I'm about to be summoned or, you know, I, I think this was before then, but he's like, yeah, you're getting desperate, old bird. He was like, no matter what happens, keep digging. And it's just so weird to me. Like, I don't understand the whole uh, avatar and God connection because obviously he he says he was Khonshu's avatar at some point. And I don't know at what point or what happened to make that relationship break. But he still knows what's going on. Like he looks at that. He was like, yeah, y'all keep digging, keep doing this. I'm about to be called upon. So apparently as 
you know, the gods are being summoned, he feels like he's going to be called to this place. And we see that he does as, uh, you know, I guess not necessarily witness, but because Mark accuses him and Khonshu accuses him. And of course, Harold finds a way to turn it all around onto Mark and Khonshu. And I have to say, Khonshu is not my favorite person at this point, but I did kind of feel sorry for what was happening in the um, tombs because I was like, y'all are supposed to be gods. Y'all are supposed to be all knowing. How can y'all not realize that Mark is telling the truth and, and Harrow is lying? Like, is Harrow that good of a liar? Yes. And well, on, on top of that, they, the they are not all knowing. That's number one. Remember, the, 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 this pantheon of gods, they're not necessarily all-knowing, but they are. And none... And also, also they're... Odin, Odin kind of cheated with the all-knowing thing. Like, he had spies everywhere. <laughs> you know, he had his spies out giving him information. So, it's not... Gods don't necessarily know everything that's happening. And two, they already had a bias against Khonshu because Khonshu and... Um, which I'm calling it, they were because she was banished and they just kind of shunned him, but they didn't banish him. But they they're already biased against him because he sounds like a raving lunatic. And then he comes in there and he sounds like a raving lunatic. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not being reasonable, he's not being patient. Well, he's yeah. doing what Kanshu does. He's accusatory and inflammatory. And all Harrow has to sit there and look like the rest of the avatars. Hey, I'm just here doing my own thing. And he's just pissed off. Look at him. Look how crazy he's acting. And on top of that, he got a crazy person. Is Are you not crazy? Yeah, I am kind of crazy. Okay. <laughs> it's a subtle case. So all the, all the other gods are kind of trying to be reasonable. Kanshu sounds like a raving lunatic. And you're right. I feel bad for him because he was right. But he was doing it the wrong way. I know, but oh, that when when he had when Mark had to sit there and admit and and say the words "I am broken," I was like, that made me so yeah. sad. Yeah. Like, technically speaking, yes, but I don't know. Just yeah, but Harrow getting over on him, well, even in that me, small instance, bothers me. Well, yeah, but see, you 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 guys are forgetting the one the one thing too. The gods because they're gods, they don't think that anyone who comes before them is going to have the balls to lie. Just They just assume that whatever they're told is the truth because they're all powerful gods, puny human, humans aren't going to do that. So it never occurred to them that what he was saying And, and as was we just saw in the Multiverse of Madness, no spoilers, that power and arrogance aren't really conducive to yeah. groups of people yeah there's, it's not it's you not know? conducive to a whole lot of things yeah um <laughs> also also it's like you know spaghetti you know heavy, what? Stop, stop 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 because Lori has yeah. not seen okay, it yet. So stop it stop it <laughs> um but also it's like i the only person i really feel sorry for is i mean because is mark because mark has no idea what the hell's going on it's like he knows it's true, but he uh, he's actually sticking to facts. It's like, and Harrow is just, and like you said, Harrow's just kind of like, look at him, listen to him. It's like, I don't think he really ever said, no, I'm not looking for Ahmed. 
I don't think he ever said you know he never denied it. He all he all he did yeah. was cast aspersions on Kanshu and Mark. He just basically basically yeah. was talking about them and he didn't say, No, I'm not doing it. He just said, You gonna believe him? I'm like, look at him. Listen yeah, to him. and I think I think Harold also has an advantage, if you will, because of the fact that he has been uh Kanshu's avatar before. So he kind of knows the manipulation of Kanshu and the things that he will tell his avatar mm. and the things that he will do to get what he wants. Whereas Mark is still, Mark is still figuring this out. And not only that, Mark is figuring this out as a person dealing with another personality living inside his mind. So it's kind of like Harold has the advantage at that point because he can say what he wants to say. And then put it back on mark and be like yeah are you gonna believe this broken man which i was like i was like broken let's talk about broken mr walking around with broken glass in my shoes and that that bothers me every time i hear it just crunch 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 like what is the purpose of the glass in the shoes and think about and think about it like this it's like um it's a they're really common ways you can look it up on youtube a really common way to pass a lie detector is to put a thumbtack in your shoe so that every time you tell a lie you you hit mm-hmm. the thumbtack mm-hmm. and it gives off a message like you're mm-hmm. it give, the message it gives off is that you're in pain like you kind of set the bar the line Control. where it okay. is where you step on it and it gives you it gives you that feedback so i mean he has the equivalent of 200 thumbtacks in his sandals so i mean he could just like do squish his foot up a little bit and he's like yeah, I mean, look at him. It's like he's he can maintain his level of calm while while he's doing his um religious subjugation and flogging and foot flogging, and he can like maintain maintain calm and not give away anything, and only give right. away what he wants to give away. So I mean, there's that too. That bothers me. Like, why are you? Oh, it's, it's disturbing to be sure. Then you have to hear it. Oh, crunch, crunch. Oh, right. Um, one of the things that tickled me, or I guess made me happy when they find, when they're walking through this passageway and they're going into the pyramid of Giza, Stephen's excitement in the reflection, he was like, oh my God, we're here, we're in the pyramids of Giza. I don't care. Stephen is my, you know, I love Stephen. He needs to be in the forefront because I love his, I've said this before from the first episode, I like his. I won't say childlike behavior, but he has an innocence about him that I like, as opposed to Mark. Like, yeah, Mark is the one that's a little more sure, a little more confident because that's what he has to be, you know, given that, like you said, Lord, he is a, he is a mercenary. He is the actual avatar of Khonshu. So he has to be a little bit more tough, but I don't know something about Steven's demeanor just, I don't know. It just resonates with me. I'm like, just give Stephen all the things. You're in Cairo. Just let him explore all the stuff. Just, you know, leave that silly God business over to the side. Just let Stephen have his fun. Let him do all the things as long as he's not reading any books. Just let him do all the things. <laughs> also, I feel wait, like wait, Stephen wait, is wait. the one who would know, okay, yeah, we're not going to read this book because no, we're not having any curses coming upon us today and we're not having anything. <laughs> I have a feeling like Stephen would be the one that would tell Evie, um, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but yeah but he's also a sucker for a pretty face 
So she would have said, no harm ever came from reading a book. And he'd be like, okay. Well, I mean, have you seen said pretty face? I would be a sucker <laughs> just, too. I'm just I saying. Mean, okay, you can read I'm the just book. Saying. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, just a few one. lines, not the whole thing. Yep. But um, one of the things that I liked about watching them approach, um, you know, all of the gods' avatars, and again, this is something that we said with this, with this show and with other shows. I like the diversity of all the gods. They had people from different ethnic backgrounds up there, as opposed to just all, you know, one flavor. <laughs> As we are want to see, I let's know. not talk about guys of Egypt, but you know, I'm just saying. That <laughs> movie is a masterpiece. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I still watch it. I've never seen it. Don't want to see it. No. What, why were you sipping your tea for so long, Anthony? Wait, wait, wait. What, what movie did you say, Lori? I was making okay, a joke. I'm a, I'm, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, I was about to look about four or five times. <laughs> A horrible movie. I'm out. Have, horrible. I'm out. Exactly. Pause the podcast. We need, we, need, we, need, we need to have we need to have a vote of not oh. of no no confidence. Why on me? Oh come well, on! She said she was joking. Movie. So I was joking. No. Uh, the the thing. Okay. Now, Rick Rick Rudyard and he does uh, Percy Jackson. He has a series of books called The Red Pyramid. It's a series of three books, and those are the black children, and these are the African and mostly Egyptian gods. And Rick Riordan does a wonderful job of breaking down all the gods, their backgrounds, what they're for, what the duat is, the overvoice. I mean, if you want a lesson in Egyptology, read these three books. And so I'm comparing that in the back of my head as I'm watching this, the, especially with this whole thing with the gods and the pantheons, because... They're doing a, a, a better than average job depicting on how they would do. So as we get on into later episodes, I'm going to be curious to see how much they're going to get involved. But yeah, I, I like what I'm watching on this and the God thing, with the, like you said, the different ethnicities and the different things. But yeah, no, this is good. This is, this is close to what uh, the Red Pyramid in my mind would be. And I heard that they might make it a series later on after they finish butchering everybody for the Percy Jackson new series. But <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> Annabeth can be black. Well, Leave her Rick Riordan uh, said um, she was the best person for the job and did a whole blog post about it. I saw. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm sitting there going, what does it matter as long as we get Annabeth? See, that's that all Dr. we need. Like, oh. you know, but, uh, I actually have not seen it. As far as that, my only comment on that was the fact that he was involved in the casting. So you talking about Rick that. Riordan? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What, he was what? What was that? He was involved. He he was part of the casting. Yeah. So well, the that, only that should be in the story have, right there. Well, yeah, but see, the only problem they're gonna have is if they do a spinoff and they do Annabeth Chase's cousin Magnus. Chase, because that's a series of books, and Magnus is a Nordic uh, god who died, and he's like a kid in like like uh, under dead academy stuff. So they might have a problem with that. But other than that, well, my, my, there's, there's, my like answer, four, there's like four or five different variations. My my answer would be the same as his. It's freaking fantasy, <laughs> you yeah. know. Oh, I'm excited. It's oh, don't get me wrong. My I'm story. Excited. I can cast yeah, it's fancy. Right, and then the second part, and then the second part of that is his. It's his freaking right. story. 
Right. You know, exactly. if he wants, if he wants, he can do whatever he wants to do with his story. That's oh. why, you know, that reminds me, I know this is off the subject, but when people were arguing about whether or not the dragons in Game of Thrones were wyverns or dragons. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and George R. R. Martin's like, they're dragons. I well, mean, that's like yeah, the yeah, end right. of the discussion. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, and see, the thing is, is that, like I said, once they get everything together, and we see it because I'm just excited that they're doing Percy Jackson because I was sad that we never got the third movie. You know, I mean, I love Rick Redire and he is one of my favorite writers. So if he said, this is who we got, this is what we're going to do. Just film it, show it to me and let's move on. Yeah. You know? And, and we're not going to continue. This is not towards you, but we're, at some point we're going to stop giving a voice to that certain group that always has an issue with certain mm-hmm. things oh, yeah. because you're not going to be able to ever convince them otherwise and mm-hmm. their agenda is you're very wasting specific your breath. there's no point and you right. can't Absolutely really no come right. there's, which no, there's is, really no point which is when which is when they announce a certain person as a doctor and then I delve deep and found out something else about the doctor I'm like oh I'm surprised they didn't jump on that part of the doctor cat choice you know but I haven't, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm I haven't excited. seen anything negative about the new doctor yet. Oh no, there's not negative. But the the people that that Anthony was referring to, not only is he black, he's gay. Oh, I still haven't seen so anything that, negative. So yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah, really exactly. surprised because nothing negative has come across my timeline. Like exactly. everybody has been so excited. Been like, oh my god, he's such right. a good actor. He'll be great in this role. Yeah. Like, oh okay. Hmm. Like I said, I'm surprised they haven't gone that direction. Because well, you know how people they'll are. Get over it. They'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. Yeah, they'll be all right. But anyway, getting back to Moon Knight. Let's let's go back there. Um, so I'm I'm watching it in the background, and this is, you know, it's kind of where they pretty much have dismissed Mark and Konshu. Like, yeah, okay, you know what? We're we're not gonna believe you about Harrow and and you're just gonna be whatever, whatever. So Hathor's avatar tells Mark, okay, so Emmett was buried in secret. And um, there, there's, there is one person who may know where she's buried and, uh, or may have known where she was buried. And she says it was one, one man, a medjay named Senfu. He was tasked with recording the location of the tomb in case the guys ever changed their minds and decided to show mercy. So she's telling him you find Senfu's sarcophagus and then you'll be able to find out Emmett's tomb and so she tells him that the sarcophagus was sold uh or excuse me was stolen and then sold on the black market because of course why not everything is stolen and sold sold on the black market so anyway Mark walks into the square in Cairo like the most obvious person in the world like not blending in at all and of course Layla finds him and sees him she was like yeah you're not doing well blending in so we already know this is about to be a trip because Layla is here Mark obviously doesn't want her here but she's like yeah I'm gonna keep you from getting killed because uh you're in my city now and you stick out like a sore thumb so talk about um saying yes to pretty faces they have some issues in this, in this episode, not necessarily issues, but, um, you know, 
Layla is there and while they're looking for all this stuff or while they're looking for the location of Amit's tomb, you know, they kind of go back and forth between Mark and Stephen and she kind of has a connection with both of them. Like when they're on their way to go look for the sarcophagus, they're on a boat and there's um, there's like a little celebration taking place on the boat and they start reminiscing about their marriage or about their wedding rather. And it's kind of like, you see that there's still like a connection there. Like Mark obviously still cares about her, but for whatever reason, he's just kind of keeping her at like arm's length. And I don't know. It's just like, I need Mark to tell this girl what's going on. Like if you try to protect her, you need to let her know that because something tells me after watching this episode, Layla don't need too much protecting. After the last you know episode, we saw that Layla didn't need really need protecting because yeah, but in this episode, we really see that she does not need protecting yeah. because when that fight, those fights at the end of the episode, um, yeah, Layla was holding her own and she was kicking some ass. Like she had some moves. I'm looking at her like, what? What? Oh, okay. So, Mark, why are you being all? all overprotective and stuff this girl clearly can hold her own anytime you wear a necklace and turn into that turns into a weapon is like she's all right she's gonna be fine just just don't worry about yeah. it like right yo yeah that, that whole scene right. was was fire i mean even with oh and we got we have to mention mention homeboy who died uh, what's his name um gaspar uliel that was so mm-hmm. tragic. It's like, and then the way they left it was actually, it was almost open ended, like where they where he probably could have come back if he was still alive, or he could have run mm-hmm. off and died. And I was like, damn, that sucks, man. Yeah. Well, he's he was supposed to be um, Midnight Man. Is that right, Lori? I can't remember. No, I, I, did, I think I, I I saw something about who he was supposed to be end up being but it's like i can't remember i think you're right i think you're you're pretty i think you're close as far as midnight man yeah i think he they had they they cast him with it being a possibility that he would continue his role and become the midnight man who was one of um moon knight's um villains i guess you would say but part of his rogues gallery that 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 would have been and that would have been like one of his ongoing adversaries And that's why they left it open-ended like that because, you know, that was before he died. Yeah, because, I mean, he passed, like, what, two weeks or a week before the show premiered? It was very, it was very close to when the show, um, when the show premiered. He um, died in one of those freak skiing accidents. You know, he was skiing on um, the guy who played, um, what was his character's name on here? Gaspar Ulio. Yes. The one on the horse? Yes. Oh, he passed. He died away? Um, about yes. a week or two before the show premiered. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, accident. He was skiing and bumped into someone and um, got got rushed to the hospital by a helicopter and didn't make it. So, okay, don't go skiing because I can name a few people. I know who it's, it's just that way. Do not but, go skiing. Yeah, Anton Mogart. Yes. he and he's supposed to become the okay. Midnight Man. And, and I how, thought how old was he? He was, was like thirty six, I believe. Yeah, wow. I think he was kind of young. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he was going to be Midnight Man. Yes. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's wow. Yeah, and his thing was stealing ancient artifacts and treasures mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, that's why he was sort of opposed to, to Moon Knight. Okay. Now, here's the question I have, and it just it just played that part in the back. So they, they're just now arriving at Mogart's compound. And she, um, of course, they're going in kind of, un- well, Mark is going in kind of undercover. Like Mogart is familiar with Layla, who she is. And the, uh, the guy that she uh, meets up with at first and who takes her to Mogart, he says something about he'll be glad to see you. I'm sure after after Madripoor, you have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Am I correct in thinking that this is the same Madripoor that was? There's only one. Yes. There's only one. There's only one. Yeah. Yep. That's the so same they're one. Starting to connect see, the shows is like, in some kind of way. I mean, right. Well, Madripoor is actually yeah. an X Men thing, but they've expanded it to like everybody. Okay. But I'm like, okay, so what happened to Madripoor? Everything. With Layla specifically. Literally like, everything. Hmm. I'm curious. Oh, you know, the, the they could connect it in 14 different ways. I mean, you could do everything from uh, 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 Agent 33's uh, Sharon's uh, character to Iron Man to even Claw from Wakanda. I mean, you could just do 14 different things and it would all makes sense to connect because mm, it's magic right. okay all right so when they get to this sarcophagus um of course you know layla is telling marsh she's like okay we need steven you need to let steven out because steven knows this stuff we need you to let him out marsh like no i'm not letting him out and of course you know they're in this place that's got reflections and steven is like oh this is such and such and yeah you need to give me control mark you need to give me control so i can handle this and again it's so it's so much fun watching Oscar Isaac go from one personality to another because there's such a difference in them both. But it's like where Mark is looking at the sarcophagus, like, okay, so what are we supposed to do? Steven comes in and he was like, oh, my stars. Okay, look at this. Oh, we're supposed <laughs> to do this. Or, you know, that's what he's telling him because he doesn't, Mark doesn't let him have control, but he tells Layla, okay, I need to talk to Steven for a little bit. So just kind of, you know, go out there and distract them. So Steven is telling Mark, what to do with this um with this um my mind just went blank the little mappy thing <laughs> on the sarcophagus I can't think of the name of it right now. yes the yeah. mappy thing on top of the dead body thing that oh my god yes i know you mean the cartouches and the hieroglyphics yeah with all the little mm-hmm. picture things the cartouches yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so Layla's out there trying to, you know, keep them distracted while Marcus and Steven are trying to figure this out. And of course, they, um, you know, Mogart starts being like, oh, hold up, y'all are doing something funny. And, you know, they kind of um, bring Layla and Mark together again under the threat of, okay, I'm about to kill y'all both because y'all lied to me. And here comes Harold. I was like, how in the hell did you find them? But of course he had people following them. He has people everywhere. People everywhere. But 
Harold comes up to Mogart and he's like, yeah, so they're lying to you. This is what I can do. And this is what I can offer you. Do you want to see that this stuff is real? And I was like, oh yeah, that's how you're about to, uh, that's how you're about to get the bad guys. Cartonage, that's what it's called. But when they start this whole fighting thing, First of all, Steven, you need to know how to fight a little bit more before you just start being like, give me the body, give me the body, give me the body. Because once he starts getting stabbed, he's like, Mark, take over, Mark. No, 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 no. The thing is, the thing is, you can't come, you can't take over the body and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody calm down. Everybody take it easy. I know everybody's a little worked up now. You can't be doing that shit. Like, if you're going to take over, take over and start, you know, start like a little flash thing, like a bee, doing all that shit. Don't be, come, don't be trying. Well, to, he was trying to diffuse it with humor. He was trying to diffuse a situation where, where men, are, men are riding around on horses with spears, poking them, poking you with them. There's no diffusing that situation. Like, why, what did he, I mean, I was like, Mark, Steven, Steven, bro, just, just hide. <laughs> just go back. Just go, go, go. Like, geez, dude, come on. He's smarter than that. He's more chicken than that. He needs to listen to the listen to his chicken shit side than just like the hide. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he's smarter smarter than that in those situations. Obviously he's not. Obviously learning. not because he got he got shisco bobbed and was like, ah, ah, Mark, help, ah. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I mean, it it wasn't funny, but it was funny. No, that shit was funny. Was that, like, was, that shit was, was hilarious. Like, the human. The human pin cushion. Give me control. Give me hilarious. control. Give me control. Oh. You take it, which again, in in a lot of ways, to me, that's kind of signaling that Stephen is getting stronger. Though, I will say that that personality seems to be getting stronger because now he can pretty much take over when he really, really wants to. Right. And I, I don't know. I think I think it's 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 easier to hold on to it and harder to take it over. I think that's how it's working. That's why Mark is reluctant to give it up because it's harder for him to take over. But that's that's how that's why I say I, I feel like Steven is getting stronger in that sense because apparently Mark has been able to control it pretty much his whole life. He even said it to Layla on the boat when she confronts him about it. She said, you could have told me what you were dealing with. And he was like, up until recently, I had it under control. So that's yeah. telling me that the Steven personality is is getting stronger because now Mark can't just stuff him back in the back of his mind and be like, okay, you mm-hmm. know what? I'm just going to put you in the back until I need you. No, like Steven is like, okay, give me control, damn it. And when he wants it enough, we see he's he's taking control. Now I will say this too. When he was fighting the other guys in Cairo, and there were the um, the two instances where Mark blacked out and woke up, you know, in the cab and then woke up on the rooftop with the, the knife in the gun, um, the guy's hand. We see that Stephen is reflected to him saying, Mark, you can't do this. Mark, don't do this. Mark, stop. And then he blacks out and he wakes up. And of course, like I said, things are different. But I'm wondering if in between those times when Steven is pleading with Mark and Mark is blacking out, it's not necessarily that Mark is blacking out, but it's Jake at that point saying, okay, you know what? I need both of y'all motherfuckers to go somewhere so I can handle business. 
Because I feel like that's what yeah, that's what's happening. Jake, yeah, Jake is Jake is the personality that does what Mark yeah. cannot yeah, so, do. And when like I, he and I crosses feel like that line, Steven is kind of getting there when he when he's getting to the point that he's strong enough to push Mark out of control. That's when Jake steps in, like, "Nope, we're not having this." And then both of them in the back of the mind, and when they wake up, they're kind of like, "What the fuck did you do? I didn't do this. You did this. No, I didn't do this." And at no point are they thinking, well, maybe there's more than two of us in here, you know, because I would, you would think that Mark would be aware if there was somebody else there, but just what I've been seeing, I don't think he is. He's not. Okay. Cause I was going to say in the comics, is he aware of Jake being there or is there something like, is there a catalyst for bringing forth the Jake persona? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, this is not a comic book that okay. I read, so okay. I, I don't know. So, and I know Lauren had to step. Away but my my him. understanding is that they were that they were all aware of each other. Was my understanding? Yeah, at some. Yep. That he was aware of. I think at some point, but it's like maybe this is early on in their cognizance of the other other one's existence. Where, right. Because they... I was going to say in the first episode. Stephen wasn't aware of Mark. You know, he didn't know that he didn't even know that he was part of a, you know, um, dissociative identity disorder. So he didn't know that there was another part to him. So yeah, that maybe it is kind of early on in this. Yeah, where where Mark's the only one that's that's symbiotic relationship. Mark's the only one that's aware of (laughs) Stephen, but Mark still isn't really aware of Jake. So it's like. He, there, there's still a little bit of a little bit of something that is hidden from each one of them that they don't know. Okay. So you still, it's still like a world of discovery that needs to happen. Okay. But um, this fight again, Layla, that girl can handle herself because all hell breaks loose. You know, Harold uses his his cane or his staff to destroy the sarcophagus and then of course he disappears uh, well he leaves mark disappears and moon knight appears on the top of the thing and they start this fighting now this <laughs> when he jumps off the building and his cape forms the the ha- the the crescent moon it's corny but i like it it's really cool but it's corny but anyway so he comes down and they start fighting and and she starts fighting as well you know she tells him buy me some time he's like yeah i can do that and he starts doing all this stuff and he's killing it well literally he's killing everybody um because their bullets are kind of ricocheting off his suit i don't think he's killing anybody on purpose at this point because even when he takes his um his little boomerangs is just knocking people down and he's just knocking people down. But then, you know, they start really tearing into him. And I think at this point, he's like, you know what? Forget this nice guy stuff. Right. Let me go ahead and start killing. But when he starts getting there, that's when Steven is like, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And here comes Steven. And of course, like you said, he tries to diffuse the situation. Hey, hey, let's let's not do this. And their answer is to like stab him multiple times with spears. He's like, nope, Mark, take it back, take it like, back. Take it. Turn him into turn him into Moon Knight Fondue. Like, yo, chill, get off me. Dude. Yeah. It's terrible. But I mean, 
can you imagine being in the middle of a fight? You're like, give me the body mark. Give me the body mark. My daughter was watching and she was like, Stephen, baby, this is not the time <laughs> for you to be exerting some control. Like, no. I do like seeing him in this suit though. But, you know, the fact that you can't even curse in the midst of all this, you're like, just chill the F out for a sec. No, Stephen, go sit down, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Let Mark handle it. Let well, let Mark and and Layla handle it. Cause again, Layla handling her business. But um, I. So let me ask you a question. Okay. The Jake persona, and I know we haven't we haven't like officially seen him yet. Like they haven't referenced him in here. We just know that obviously there's something going on with him because of the differences and what happens with Stephen and Mark. But does the Jake persona have his own version of the suit? He must. I think I think I think no. he might. I think he actually might. I, I don't okay. think he does. In the comic books he doesn't, but in the okay. show we don't okay. know. No. I was just curious. I would almost I was a, like, it would be cool if he had like a darker one that was almost like completely black, which would explain why guys can't see him like going back and forth and killing everybody like within a certain or or it's like somehow he, like he his suit like camouflages him or something. But uh, mm. oh, you mean like the dark right. gray Moon Knight suit, the one yeah. where he goes dark? But is this yeah, suit not yeah. because the one that he's fighting with here in um, Mogart's um, little thing, it looks darker than it does look darker. See, there's three different suits. There's the silver, there's the white, and then there's like a dark like this one, but a okay. little bit darker. And each one is based upon how, and I know you said I can't say this word, how crazy he is, or how powerful, or if Kanshu is influencing him more or less, and if he's chosen to be more good, uh, neutral, or bad. Okay. I thought it also depended on the phases of the moon. And the phase of the moon, too. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think I forgot all about that. Okay. Because I was curious, I was like, his suit looks a little different. Like Steven's suit was Steven, uh, Steven's suit <laughs> was still like that pure white. But um Mark's suit in this one, it, it did look a little bit darker. And I was like, is it just because it's nighttime? Or, you know, is there something that's different about it? Is it because maybe we weren't actually seeing Mark? But then when Layla was threatened, Mark was like, oh, no, I got to go save her. So I was like, okay, no, that's Mark. So mm. I was just curious as to if there's any differences. Because, again, like I said, we, we haven't been officially introduced to Jake. But we all know that there is somebody else in that, you know, in that body but um anyway so they Layla and and Mark they escape they go into the desert to try to find Amit's tomb and what happens is they they put together the um the the burnt pieces and or actually they can't put it together and this is when they decide okay you know what Stephen has to come out because this is his area of expertise we have to get him out here. And of course, Mark doesn't like letting Steve, Stephen be in control, but he brings him out. And immediately, Stephen is like, oh, okay. Gets down in dirt, starts putting things together. Like he knows exactly what he's right. supposed to do. And 
when they when they figure out that they have the pieces in the right order you know one of the things that Stephen tells Layla because she's like oh okay we can we can plot where her tomb is and he was like no we can't he was like this is the way the night sky looked 2000 years ago but of course you know the stars kind of change uh change locations as they drift over the years so unless we know exactly what the night sky looked like when this map was made we're not going to be able to calculate anything and Kanshu, now I will say this, this part of the episode was a little emotional because you could hear it in Kanshu's voice. He was like, I remember that night. I remember all the nights. And he sounds really nostalgic and really emotional about it. Then the best part of the episode comes up, even though it's the worst part of the episode, because this is something you're not supposed to do. And Kanshu already knows, yeah, they're about, to, they're about to lock me in stone. So you need to do exactly what I do. Layla, you need to be ready to record this. And he tells Steven to, you know, put the suit on. And they literally turn back the sky to what it looked like 2,000 years ago. And again, this is something everybody can see. And you know, this this is a missed opportunity for them to play the epic share song. If I could turn back time while they were doing this. No, no. Turn no, back no. time. Yes. No. Yes. It would have been awesome. No. That would have made that that whole scene cheesy. No. That scene was beautiful. Like, yes, that's a great song for certain things. But for this show, absolutely not. No, we don't need it. Yeah, the way that the scene happened that was pretty amazing. Was beautiful because you get to see the sky just kind of going backwards, and of course, everybody is watching this like, "What the fuck is going on?" Okay, I I, I have a gripe. Uh oh, what's your gripe? Because well, it's it's really against the gods because number one, we had a blip where everybody was gone for five years. We had a freaking celestial appear in the ocean you know and then we had one appear in the sky you know over well we don't know when this takes place we don't know where Either in the way, timeline this takes we, place all the crazy stuff that has happened right the guys should be like you know what the humans they'll be all right because they've seen stupid shit already you know i mean and, and no one has tried to really explain any of this stuff to, to the general population i mean the there's world. no way to explain it unless just, unless men in black is in the marvel universe and they just go around it's like ching, 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 ching. i mean the damage has been done people look they saw it they're like oh wow that's kind of freaky <laughs> what the hell is I going on looked at it like oh that's so pretty i think that would have been my first thought because i uh, because of course Yes, we are in a world where we know that gods and aliens and whatever exists, but I would not have looked at that sky and said, oh, there's something like life altering or, you know, time It was a freaking alien invasion in New York. Nope, game over. They're in Egypt. They don't care about what happened I in would New have York. Gotten, okay. I'm saying, oh, they know oh, about it. They okay. know about you know, it. You know the canoe that I have in my... You know the canoe I have in my living room? I would be putting it in my I car. I don't know if I would want to be on anybody's safe. water with something like that happening because you know when something happens <laughs> in the sky, that, that kind of messes with the... <laughs> no. Would have the the only people I would have been worried about were, were the flat earthers. I would have been like, they'd be like, see, it's fake. 
It's all fake. It'll be it's like, so- oh, God. <laughs> it's like, no, it's I would have been like, you don't see around. that stuff turning in circles. Right. It's it's literally going in circles. <laughs> They would say it's just a light show. Look at it. It's just a light show. It doesn't make any sense. This is why we don't pay attention to flat earthers anyway. So whatever. Mike had a terrible joke on on, um, TikTok. There's nothing there's nothing to fear so many times over the last few years. Yes. (laughs) That was my best joke. That that was a great joke. That was that was an awesome joke. I mean, come on. And if flat earthers can't take a joke, then they'll get around to it. Okay, so anyway, Kanshu and Steven, I'm sorry, that was they, they turn good. back time or they turn back the star so that it mimics what the night sky was on, you know, 2000 years ago. Layla is calculating, she's using the the constellations to calculate where Amit's tomb is. And at the same time, the gods are performing their ritual to lock Khonshu up. And Khonshu says, you know, tell Mark to free me. And he disappears. We see him get turned. He basically, what they did was they cast a stone likeness of him and he is trapped in it now and then as this happens steven loses the suit and passes out or at at least i hope he's passed out because you know we talked about it before where we you know we said that maybe mark was dead and kanshu brought him back so if that was the case what happens when kanshu is gone does mark die again or like because of the fact that he has somebody else living inside him does that mean that he he isn't actually de- like i'm i'm just like no I, when, you mean when conscious is gone does mark like die because he brought him back to yeah i don't think it works like that i think once he brings him back to life he's alive okay he's yeah. not reanimated <laughs> he's, yeah well, well yeah, see that's the thing because alive. i was wondering if you know <laughs> If his life was tethered to Kanshu in that way, because you know Kanshu uh-huh. did say something earlier in the episode. He was like, "Yeah, see how you see how you like life without the protection of my healing suit." So I'm thinking that that suit is helping to keep him alive. No, the so, suit the suit is a protective suit. It's like armor. Okay. That yeah. that boosts his you know stamina, strength, mm-hmm. healing. Without the suit, he's just a regular human. Okay. The suit is not giving right. him life. It's it's, it's just a suit right. of armor. So are we thinking that maybe yeah. Mark didn't die, but was maybe close to death when he decided to become Khonshu's avatar? Like maybe Khonshu said, "Okay, hey, you're dying, but I can save you from death." Oh yeah, he was he was close to dying. Yeah, he was close yeah. to death. Yeah, okay. and the, the, there are times yeah, all that there are times where he has died and Khonshu has brought it back. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. But that first, first time, time yeah. he was close to death in the tomb when and all that kicked okay. off. And the suit healed him. Okay. Yep. So um Harrow is allowed back into back into the um chamber and he goes to Kanshu's little what, what is that thing called? His um, statue. Um I forgot what they're called. I can't remember. Uh, like, would, I don't know. My brain is fuzzed today. They have a name. Just, I can't remember what they called it. They do. But he goes to it and he talks to it. And he was like, I just want you to know that 
this you're, is all your fault. Yeah, Everything your torment. He said your torment forged me. Forged me. He was yeah. like, if I had not, you know, you've taught me the power of healing and all of this I'm doing because of you. And I was like, uh, okay. As far as evil league of evil speeches go, that was pretty good. <laughs> well, not the way that I just said it, but yeah, I mean, I mean, because if I you, mean that was a that that was good. I mean, that was pure evil. And I don't even, that was Doctor Horrible sing alone blood and evil. The funny thing is, I don't even think Harold is doing it for evil purposes. Like he really thinks that he is doing what needs to be done to save the world. Again, we've had this conversation before with these quote unquote villains who aren't really bad guys. Like he's not killing people just to kill people. He's not doing this because he's trying to be all powerful or he's trying to rule the world or he's trying to control everything. No, he feels like he is saving humanity by allowing Amit to be freed so that she can pass her judgment on everyone. He thinks that her passing judgment on everyone who is inherently evil, meaning that even if they haven't committed any, any kind of sin or evilness at this point, that they may in the future, she apparently can see all of that. He's like, yeah, I'm just ridding the world of evil. And it's not inherently evil either. It's just... Well, yeah. Yeah, it's just people in general. Like, you may do something bad. You know, you might kill a fly. Oh my God, you're evil. You need to die. Like, I, I really think her judgment is arbitrary for the most part but because i'm still not sure if we really even know what her true intentions are right like harrow is basically going off of what he learned from kanshu mm -hmm. you know and for him what kanshu was doing wasn't enough yeah because you know, kanshu Han was punishing people after the fact right and in harrow's mind well if we stop them before they do the evil then things will be better. Right. But Harold Which, never. Technically speaking, makes, in some it, ways, it does make sense. If you can but do you it right, but yeah, you're taking but you away people's punish. choice because yeah. in that moment, they may actually change their mind. Right. Right. Um, I don't want to go into minority report. So I'm just going to yeah. pretend like we're not going to have yeah. that conversation. Right now. <laughs> but, but like, he doesn't, he didn't make that logical step as in, you know, the gods banished her for a reason. Like, mm -hmm. don't think that what she was doing was actually good for humanity. There was a reason why the gods banished her. Right. It wasn't for a good reason to banish her. It's because what she was doing was absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. But he's so blinded by his own, you know, issues. Because he, I think he's broken too. Kanshu picks broken people yeah. <laughs> to be his avatars because they're easy to manipulate. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I don't think Kara recognizes how broken he truly is. Mm. I mean, you walk around with shards of glass, right? Exactly. <laughs> in the bottom of your shoe, you know. And I mean, it just that bothers me. Crunch, crunch. Like you hear it every time he takes a step. My daughter and I are sitting there, like, why, why? It makes no sense to me. But I guess too, I, I don't know. I just can't think of a good reason why you would want to put glass in your shoe. I mean, it has to be, it has know. to be some sort of like, it's kind of like a religious thing. It's just like where, where they have someone walk across hot coals to prove 
that they're worth to prove that they've overcome something or something like that. Or it's like I think it's some kind of it's yeah. his pen, it's his punish he's punishing himself yeah, he, for what he did as Kanshu's avatar. Could be, yeah. And it's like yeah, it's, Which is it's just weird. like self flagellation. Which makes sense. Yeah, this is this is weird. That, yeah. Yeah, it but it makes sense though. I mean, it, it you know, you can people can inflict pain among, amongst themselves, you know, like the Catholics do when they do the whole whip thing. Uh, because that's their penance for sin. All so Catholics it, send it, emails it, to <laughs> not me. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that various religions all around the world have the same type of self-inflicted uh, pain uh, to get themselves to a higher level of spirituality to connect with God. Uh, coals, chains, glass, ritual tattoos, whatever. There, every religion you'll find, someone does something in order that suffering is going to bring you clarity, it's going to bring you closer to God. Um, I don't find anything weird about the glass. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, whatever. The only thing that bothers me is from a medical standpoint, is how is he not bleeding out See, every day? That was my question. Or the glass being absorbed into his into his body, like right easy yeah the feet well we don't see his ritual like he probably takes care he probably takes really good care of his feet because people that do that stuff they they have a whole ritual to it Mm. it's just that they're not gonna sit there and and yeah he has has a whole flock of followers that he can pick like three or four to come and wash his feet and like pick glass out of it and want to do that and want want to do that and fiction and all that and it's like yeah and i wasn't go ahead yeah, I wasn't pointing out the Catholics. I'm sorry, I wasn't. I I wasn't pointing out Catholicism specifically to pick on. I was just using that example. I didn't mean anything by we that. Know. We know. We know. I was just messing with there. you. As we tend to do on. I'm show. sorry, Mike. I ain't, I ain't Catholic. I don't care. <laughs> no, oh, I mean I didn't um, mean interrupt no, you. I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> I was just I was just saying that it's like you can never. He has a like I said. He has a whole flock of people that that want to that want to do stuff for him. So it's like. I mean, he, he could probably have people just like taking really good care of his feet, like Conoco said. So, and and it's not weird that he's he's. Well, I'm going to stop using weird. It's not odd that he's he's doing it. Is odd his reasoning for doing it? Like like I said, I think he's I think he's doing it to punish himself for what he did as Conoco's avatar. Okay, Conoco's avatar. I think that's what his issue is because. I think he probably feels that Amit's way is better because it doesn't require him to go around and slaughter people. Yeah. You know, if it's better for him, his mind is better to do that, to just look at a person's life and judge them based on what they're going to do. And, and then suck it, all of the life and, out of their body. Right. Oh, that's so much better than slaughtering. In his mind, that's better because he's not doing it himself. Yeah. I he's guess. not dishing out the punishment himself you know on the person we can just get rid of everybody all evil all at once one time and be done with it yeah and the only people left are those who are worthy i get it (laughs) i don't know i guess like we all talk about wanting a world where there's no evil there's no bad things happening but i i just kind of 
I guess I wonder what, what would that world look like? Like we always talk about, there has to be balance. And I feel like even without all of that, like, yes, it would be nice to not wake up to news about yet another racially motivated, you know, shooting mass murder, or, you know, um, people doing this, people doing that war and all this other stuff. It would be nice to wake up to none of that. No, because no, no, because the only way that works is you take away people's ability to make their own choices right you take away free um free will will. Mm -hmm. and that cuts both ways yeah not just for doing bad but also for doing good yeah but we saw that in doctor who's uh it wasn't children of the earth it was uh new day i think it was the name of the last torchwood miniseries that they did where they basically uh removed the fact that no one could die ever and it was awesome, but it was the American uh, Torchwood that they did that. But the thing is, is that it caused so many extra problems that at the end of the day, they basically had to reverse the whole thing because too many people who should have been dead because they were horrible people. One of the main characters was executed uh, for being a pedophile and he came back to life and he went right back to the same tendencies, but they kind of stopped him before he went too far, but he sacrificed himself. But it, they had basically stopped fighting. They stopped having war. They stopped uh, having, like you said, racially motivated things. They stopped having everything because all of a sudden, no one could die. Uh, you know, if you get a chance, check it out. It's Doctor Who. I forget. I think it's Brand New Day or something like that. But uh, it's after the Children of Earth. But yeah, they actually address that Hanukkah very well. It's a five night event that they did about seven years ago. Eight years that ago. would kind of confuse me with that is okay. So nobody can die. So right. what's being done about population control? Does that mean that no pe- no new people are being born or are people still Oh no, people are still being born, just so no one can die. Just overpopulation and then pretty much, yes. Yeah, yeah. they create a different problem. They, oh, a whole different problem. <laughs> yes, they, and they, the problem. They, they actually have a solution for that, but it's it it's uh it's interesting. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I was gonna say that creates the kind of problem that Thanos would need to solve honestly and see anthony you saw it right it was so long ago but yeah yeah but you know what i'm yeah. talking about mm, okay but yeah so to get to get to to where you we would want some we wouldn't want anything like that because like i said that would take away all free will because you have to take away anyone's ability to make any decisions and the decisions have to be made for them mm. by somebody else and we wouldn't want to live in a world like that. No, we wouldn't. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So. To take the good, to take the bad, you bring them forth, and there you have the facts of life. So that's just. We're not is. even near the near the end. You should have saved that for later because I could have ended on. That I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I was saying. I'm sure Mike has The role sure. of bad pun director has been already filled, and you, I need you to stop applying for it. <laughs> You know, I got to keep you on your game. You want to stay at the top, you got to stay at the top. <laughs> keep rising to the top. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fine. I'm really enjoying this series. Exactly. Like, really enjoying it. I'm still kind of pissed, though, because I'm like, okay, now we're halfway through. I still feel like there's a lot of story to tell, and we only have three more episodes. There's a ton left. of story left to tell. This should have been at least eight episodes. 
probably 10. It should have been 10. I, I would agree. say I would say yeah. 10. I think 10. I'm saying I'm saying yeah. at minimum we should this should it should have been at least eight. Like at minimum. Because six yeah. is just way too unless, yeah. unless they're gunning, unless they're gunning for this to be a series and not just a season. Like well, you know, yeah. so okay, so we're recording this after the season has already ended, but the day that the se- that the season ended, there were two tweets put out. One of them said the series finale is today, and then the other one said the season finale is today. And then whichever I can't remember if it was the Disney, if it was Marvel or the Disney Plus, whichever one did the series finale, they went back and changed it to season finale. So I think we may be getting another season i don't know how i don't know if that's the case but i've also heard rumors that we will see moon knight in one of the other movies i can't remember which movie it is on top of my off the top of my head the, the only person i heard say anything about him of course none of them can be believed nope. is oscar isaac he said there has been no discussion about another season and he's like, I don't even know if we would even do one. We haven't even talked about it or discussed it or anything. I believe like I said, nothing. Exactly. You can't. You can't believe anything. Ever. Ever. Yeah, he can't say anything because they they're still backing that truck up to his door at his house. With I mean, money like, it's so, like you know, yeah. there there's certain members, certain people who starred in a successful British um, British ad, uh, American adaptation of a British TV show that said they weren't going to be in a certain be a certain character and ended up lying so you can't trust what anybody says oh that could be so many people that about really? about, <laughs> about people yeah. sitting around and t- it's about a paper company british adaptation oh, of a show about okay. a paper company it's an american adaptation of a british show Based in an office. I know the the, the, the based yes, in an it's, office. It's called the, the DM yes. is the name of the product. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. Okay. Let's not get into how big of a guy to start one of the guys to start in the office. Uh, said he wasn't gonna be somebody. I'm trying not to spoil things. Yeah. Now, uh, okay, now Oscar Isaac did say that it also he also said that it took a lot out of him. It was a lot of work, you know. And so I can yeah, imagine that's tough. I can imagine he, he yeah, may not be looking the, to, the millions... to to do another series, but a movie possibly. Hmm. So. Okay, you just, just could keep backing the truck up and throw an extra couple of million. He can get a massage therapist. He can go get you know realignment with Ricky or whatever, and you know and and, and do some Pilates, and he'll be fine. Now, I can imagine that playing someone that has that type of mental illness to where you're distinctly two or or more different personalities i can imagine that taking a mental toll on somebody that's got to be in a physical toll i mean this like yeah i mean because when, when people like go into different identities it's like their body language changes so it's like they're 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 and his yeah. you're holding your body yeah. one way then you switch you hold your body another yeah. way then it's like you're walking one way then you switch you're walking another way i mean that's that's physically that's just like overall exhausting like you yeah which, which is why, again, it was a great idea that they brought his twin in to sort of help out with some of that, mm-hmm. that load, yeah. you know, because the, the, that was brilliant, yeah. you know, that he did that. Thank God he's a twin. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that was actually cool. Um, I, 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 I have not seen other past the fourth episode. 
and I just I just watched the third episode today. And my overall thoughts on it is that the series is really, really good. They got really deep in this episode, but I agree with you guys that it should have been longer. But my thing is, is that all these Disney series don't need to be just six episodes. They need to look at the storyline and adjust it to fit the story. Now, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye was good for six. That was all I needed. But for Moon Knight, I need more. All right. Uh, Captain, Captain and Falcon and Winter Soldier. That six episodes, that was fine. But you could have given me a seventh episode. I, I wouldn't have been, been mad. You, you guys see yeah. what I'm saying? Now, I, yeah, hear I, mean, that, um, I hear that She-Hulk is going to be 10 episodes. Yeah. It needs to be 10 episodes. It really does need to be so, 10 episodes. And, and we're getting that one in August. Yeah, I, I saw believe. that. I saw all oh, it's what August was it, the, the 9th or something like that? Uh, 17th. Okay. Uh yeah, no, I now she's another one that played multiple characters on Orphan Black. Yes, she did, and she did so there you go. brilliantly. I'd never seen an episode, but I but I know she was really good. You have to watch um, the episode. She plays she plays a character who is part of um an experiment in cloning. And if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, she played nine different versions of the same person. Okay. Okay. I knew it was more than like three or four. I knew it was a lot of them, but yeah, no. And and see, the thing with She-Hulky is that there she's, Jennifer is a deep character, but at the same time, she's not deep, but they got to go in with the whole thing. So yeah, I think 10 episodes would be good, but again how long are the 10 episodes well yeah like, i mean Wanda, yeah no wandavision that was another thing too and see i think that they're still in an experiment uh, experimentation phase disney plus with these series on how long or how short i don't think they've figured out a set number of episodes that's the right amount of episodes i, so I, I think, think i think they look at their calendar and look at how much time we have between movies and then they, and they figure out we can do okay for this series we'll do six and the other one will do mm. ten. You okay, know. I'll give you I that. think I think yeah. that's where they look at. Okay, yeah, and then it, it also could be um, based on the story that they're telling in the series and yeah. how and if those series are going to tie into one of the other films. I think they're looking at that too because you may have like let's say with Falcon and the Winter Soldier okay maybe the story that they wanted to tell individually about those two characters kind of you know uh confronting their issues and and learning how to deal with them okay yeah we can tell that in six but then if we want to explore these characters more we need another we need story that will probably go into Captain America 4 so maybe yeah. they're looking at it in that way too you know because even that with like be. say WandaVision you know we always speculated even back then that Wanda was going to show up in the Doctor um, Doctor Strange movie and she did and there was a lot about her her story continuation from WandaVision in that movie so maybe they look at it in that sense too like maybe with the moon Knight thing like i said if they end up putting him in another movie or if they you know one of the movies that's coming out or if they create another movie i know mike has been talking about this midnight suns thing i don't know if that's something mm-hmm. that they would do as a tv show if they would do right. something as a film but maybe they're thinking okay well maybe we just need the six episodes to kind of set up who this character is and then we'll explore this character more in such and such kind of like um 
Dane Whitman in the Eternals. Like we know that there's going to be something about him. I can't remember if it's going to be um, a show or a movie, but just like we heard Blade appear at the end of Eternals. So we know that him and Blade are going to be connected. We know there's a Blade movie coming out. So maybe that kind of plays into their decisions as far as how long these shows are, what information mm. they give us in these shows about these characters, because they know that they're going to put that information somewhere else. I mean, they did it with the Infinity Saga. You know, it's kind of like you started off with Iron Man and then you started off with Thor and then you started off with Captain America. And then like there were pieces of each story that kind of related to the others mm -hmm. and then it all started tying together. Right. So um, and then I, I do know that we talked about this um, in our Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness coverage where Anthony said that he felt like that this phase four was starting to set up um, secret wars. And I did see somebody else mention that as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. could be the case as well, too. So that was a good theory. I'm just that was a good theory, that they Anthony. haven't taken on too much. Yeah, it's a great theory. Um, so... <laughs> I, I just really hope, I, again, I hope they're not biting off more than they can chew with everything they're going. I'm not complaining because I love, I really like everything that they've done so far. I just want it to all be to flow together coherently at the end where it's like where we're, we're not going to be like, wait, what happened to what happened to Moon Knight? Or, hold on, what happened to She-Hulk? Like, why aren't you showing them anymore? Or like, wait, who is that? Like, why'd you bring them in? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I really want everything to be coherent and to weave together and thing and, and I really hope that it does. I, I think I still have confidence that it will. It's just like there's so much stuff out there now. It's just like, wow, this is a lot. You see, we we are the Marvel MCU fandom. We're just a bunch of spoiled brats. True. Absolutely. <laughs> they, 100%. They made us this way. They made this way and they, they, yeah. have, they have steadily kept raising the bar from the iron man movie like you can't tell me that i i could go back and and be like heavy arid and kevin feige this is what it's gonna look like 10 15 years from now if they would have been like nah no way no yeah they'll when they they would have been like a moon night nobody even reads moon night why would we well, even make yeah. a show about moon night I, I'm still blown away. We got we got Black Panther. But that's a different story. But if you look at what they did, ten years, fifteen years, starting back with Iron Man and the way that they slowly did everything. So by the time we got to Endgame and Infinity got, we were like out of the blue, like oh yeah, they did titled and they did it perfectly. You see, they literally we didn't even think about when the mo different movies coming out here, Thor, this, this Guardians, but when they pulled it together. And they stuck the landing. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you could actually go back and look and yeah. see each." Yeah, the, each the advantage they have is that they did it once, because yes. when they did Iron Man and um, whatever yep. movie they started out with, they didn't have all this mapped out like that. Like it was a process mm -hmm, where they mm -hmm, got to mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm, we could actually mm -hmm. go somewhere with all of this, right? You know. Now they're at a point where, okay, we're going to do it again. Well, they know what they need to do. They know how they need yeah. to do it because they did it yeah. before. So I understand what Mike is saying, but I'm like, I, I'm not that concerned about it because yeah. they mm -hmm. they did it already. They made all their mm -hmm. mistakes and they, already. And they have that blueprint. And, and they have, they, yeah, they know how to do it this time. Yeah. And, 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 and they have an additional tool with a TV series, which they didn't have and, before. 
and 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 if you and if you completely blank out Thor two and Iron Man three, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. I'm what? I'm right. I'm not. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Um. Well, you bitch. You know what? People. People will say that those movies are very important to the development of those characters. I mean, kind of is. Okay. It's like we, we. I mean, Iron Man two was where we met Black Widow, so we can't really do without that. No, she said Iron Man 3. No, I said she Iron said, Man oh, that's 3. That's garbage. No, we don't need 3. That's what I said. I said Thor 2, the, Iron Man 3. Thor 2 because of the, the reality stuff. We had to have Thor 2. Oh, but Thor 2 was so mind-numbingly bad. Seen it. <laughs> you're, you're, you've saved yourself. Because people keep saying, it's just like I haven't seen the other Fantastic Four. It's like because people keep telling me that it's garbage. That they don't have time. Yeah, but Fantastic okay, Four I, doesn't okay, tie okay, into okay. the the whole thing. You you not yet, but but I cannot unsee Michael B. Jordan as as, as Firestorm. Okay, we're Sorry. we're we're going way <laughs> yes, off. Let's now. let's not let's not uh-huh. do that because we'll have some. Never mind. I won't even say that, that was going to be a spoiler. <laughs> I know, and I even said the name wrong. Uh, but yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. Okay. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts about episode three of Moon Knight? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up something that's incredibly random that I saw that might not happen. Okay, so <clears throat> I have a theory. Okay. So, and I'm completely prepared for this to be totally off and just like a random Easter egg. So, when they were on the roof and they were fighting, the young man that he smacked around that he didn't want to kill. When he grabbed him, you can see on the back of his uh, on the back of his jacket there was no. a there was an image of an Egyptian god. Now, having done research, um, done my research and and like you know looked up videos and see if anyone else saw it, the video is of is of I think it's Comet. I can't remember, but it's the Egyptian god version of um. God, what's this? You're supposed oh, to geez. have notes, Mike. <laughs> I have notes. I'm, 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 I'm trying to bring it up. Uh, what, what's his name? The guy, the guy that's going to be in Quantumania, um, Kang the Conqueror. He's the Egyptian god version of Kang the Conqueror. It is a well that goes back to the actual origin of Kang, so that yeah. would make sense. So, so I'm not, so I'm not even saying that Kang the Conqueror is going to appear in this series. Not going to say that we're going to see Comet, the the Egyptian god version of him. I'm just saying that they put him in it to keep him fresh in our minds because Quantumania is coming up next year, and it's been a while since we've seen Loki and seen anything about Kang. It's been so long that I forgot his name. Me, me, yeah. I forgot his name. It's been that long since we've seen anything about Kang. So that I think they they kind of did that as a as a kind of offshoot, but like, hey, don't forget about this guy. He's coming up soon. So because I, I even if that that was the case, even if that's what they were doing, I feel like to mention him now when we're not getting quantum media for like a whole nother year, a year, I think that would be a bit (laughs) premature. Who who would actually have caught that other than people freeze? Like I'm about to do. Hey, look, Anthony, Anthony. We bought over nobody. This. Nobody would caught that. Bond over this. It's like unless you don't have to keep doing this, but I, on the other hand, enjoy these things. These things bring me bring joy to my life. It it, it, it nourishes my soul. So I will continue to do this. 
You don't have to. That's what I'm here for. I will keep doing it for you until until you come back to the fold and realize that you know it's much more fun when you're wrong. I'm actually I've I've gone back to that part and I'm like I'm try, I'm trying to see what Mike is talking about, but of course I don't see it yet because they're still fighting and he just punched a boy in the face and was was he a god or a pharaoh? He's basically Nathaniel Richards, which is who is Kang the Conqueror. And it's like his Egyptian version yeah. back in back in BC mm-hmm. on another. And he was he yeah, he and he was he was yes. a pharaoh, wasn't he? He was a pharaoh. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. He wasn't a god though. That came later. That's sort of like Rama Tut on DC side. The same thing. Yes. See, because the, 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 the don't forget the Marvel, Marvel DC characters. Of, of, yeah, of they, the char- they basically there's only like one set of superheroes, but Marvel and DC split them down the line and they changed them slightly. You know, to match on each side, like Namor, Aquaman, mm. you know that sort of thing. Sentinel, Superman, okay. you know that thing. I'm sorry, Century Superman, but yeah. Okay. So, but at any rate, yeah, I can't wait till this next one because. They really set it up where we actually have to wonder if they're going to be okay because it's like okay, Kanchu's gone, so they don't have access to the suit. What are they going to do? It's like this is going to be really interesting to see yeah. how they handle him either getting back the suit or figuring out like freeing Kanchu first in order to get the suit. So right. they got to figure all that out, and they don't even know where he is. Okay. It's like Mark can't get access to that place again. They know where they know what the place is, but they really don't know where it is because he was transported there in the tunnel. In the middle of Cairo, but that's not where it was. Yeah. It's just a chance. I mean, they know it's inside. They know it's inside the Pyramid of Giza. They yeah, know but where it do is. They know how this to get, get there. Like, on what? Get, oh. I'm saying this yeah, guy get inside. Kanshu, Kanshu created yeah. like a, a a magic portal to get him in there portal. first time. So, I mean, I'm sure right. Stephen could probably figure it out. But <laughs> mean Stephen Strange or oh, you meant, I meant Stephen? Yes, I meant Stephen Grant. Grant. Sorry, but you know if they if they are okay like if he regains consciousness they know where Amit's tomb is now so i would think that they would go there first and try to figure out well one they need to they need to get Amit's um whatchamacallit thingy i can't think of what it's called they need to get that before harold gets it so i think that would be first and foremost because harold is already on his way to Amit. And for them to go after Kanshu first to free him, that's that's losing valuable time that they could be using to head off Harrow. So I don't right. know. Like you said, I guess we, you know, for the next episode, we need to see which direction they take because at this point, both things are really important. Because, like you said, they they need the protection of the suit in order to fight against whatever is coming, but. If they can go prevent that from happening first and then get the suit, that's equally as important. So I guess it's just a matter of which one makes more sense, you know, right. in the next episode. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, Anybody have any final, final thoughts? It's going to be no. good. I can't wait to see it. Okay. I'm good. All right. Well, then that is it for our show. 
You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on YouTube and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.